Focus on Women's podcast. We are an organization working to give women in the creative world of photography, videography, styling, art directing, and more a seat at the table. Through community networking, workshopping, and mentoring, we hope to provide support for all the women in our industry. This first series of interviews, we will talk to artists and creatives about how they got started, what were some of their challenges as females working in a male-dominated industry, what drives their passion and creativity, and how will they be speaking up for the generation ahead. Hi, I'm Tracy Tarek, the founder of Focus on Women and owner of Poppy Creative Agency. Today, I'm joined by my guest, Natasha Lee, a travel, food, and lifestyle photographer based in Los Angeles. Her work is true to my heart in her California aesthetic, her sense of light and use of colors, and I can't wait to hear her story. So hello, Natasha, how are you? Hi, Tracy, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thanks for being with us. So I'm excited to hear all about you because your imagery really resonated with my brand and who we consider ourselves uh, to be at Poppy. So let's talk about how you got started in photography. Was that something you studied in school? It was not. Um, I studied digital media at Oda's College of Art and Design here in LA, which is, that's what brought me here. Um, and during my third year, I interned at a production company. I started working on a commercial set. It was like this three-day giant production on a Universal Studio soundstage, and I just completely fell in love with everything about it. I mean, it's like, you know, 16 hour, 20 hour days or whatever, but I loved it. And I knew that's what I wanted to do. I just didn't know in what way. Um, at one point, I ended up working in all the different departments, camera, art, and production. And I noticed that a lot of my favorite directors um, were also photographers. They had a super strong visual style and that carried over. And so I started, you know, experimenting with, with photography. I started shooting a little bit, but, and I just kind of shifted a lot of my classes towards photography, but the photo department at my school was in fine art and I didn't want to do fine art. So it was a little bit kind of, I didn't know where to go with that. And after school, um, a lot of my friends started working in motion graphics because that was kind of our major. So then that's how I ended up there. Just, you know, everything was super casual at the time. So I was like, hey, do you want to come in? So I did. And, you know, I kind of went with that flow for a while, actually. I worked my way up to designer, then art director, and worked um, on broadcast packaging, then fashion, and then digital publishing. So my path really deviated from being on set for, you know, a long time. And the whole time, I knew I wanted to be shooting, which I, you know, did on the side. I just didn't really know what I wanted to say. And that aspect of my creativity felt really frustrating for a while. You know, even though work was kind of moving and living. Um, so then in my last job, which was in digital publishing, um, I had, you know, at that point in my career, I was like overseeing the design and photo team and I was like kind of working with photographers and I like wanted to be on that side of things so badly <laughs> and you know all these kind of realizations start happening I was shooting more lifestyle and I did some branded content videos and I basically felt at a point where okay either kind of take the leap or you know keep kind of working for someone else and so I did and I tried to do it before, but I kept getting pulled back into design. And so I definitely had a little bit of that fear. 
um, at one point I did some work with a photo consultant after making the leap and she asked me to make a mood board of what I wanted to be shooting. And, you know, as an art director, I was always collecting tear sheets and images. And so I was like, oh my gosh, you have to, I have to only put nine images on this thing. <laughs> I, you know, thought and thought about it for days. And, you know, finally, when it was all called down, I saw that it was all travel related imagery that most resonated and with that clarity, I think it gave me a path to move forward. So you were, even though you were working on the other side, you were still shooting in your spare time, it sounds like. I was shooting and trying to get shooting jobs and sending stuff out, but I just, none of it really took off. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like it was what I was really trying to say or the right work or really putting, you know, all of my effort behind. It was more of like a, well, let's try this. Let's try that. Yeah. So... so how long ago would you say that you actually launched your photog your full-on photography? I'd say it was like after 2015, really. Okay. Like it, yeah, so it was like the last that. five years. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And did you, once you decided you were going to take the leap, were there any photographers there in LA who sort of were inspirational to you or who also maybe tried to help guide you and how that looked? Um, there's definitely photographers who I'm inspired by, but I've not met them or like had contact with them. Um, the photographers that I really love, um, they have a really strong style and there's this kind of very pretty blurry line between their personal and commercial work. Like Jake Stengel, I love, I mean, he's very, uh, just, I love everything about his work. It's just so emotional and so real and that line really crosses you know between his commercial and personal work and like um Gabriella Herman I love her travel work it's so graphic and she also has that super strong style and Elizabeth Weinberg who I actually met at a dinner in LA um with like already made um and Amanda Marcellus is like one of my favorite favorites um just everything is so emotional but She's able to do like the high stuff and the personal stuff and it feels like her. And I really, really kind of, that's something that I'm constantly trying to figure out, like how do I keep making my stuff feel more like me? Mm -hmm. So I would think that having a background of being an art director and sort of on the flip side might've helped you in terms of having a network of people to show your work to. It kind of did and it kind of didn't because I feel like when people see you as one thing, it's hard to get them to see you as another. Uh, and that's mm -hmm. something I actually ran into. I felt like I had a bit of a conflict as far as marketing goes when I was getting going because I wanted to get work as a photographer, but it was hard to get them to shift to see me the other way. And yet I was also, you know, to transitions also taking on that sort of work. So it was really tricky for me mm -hmm. in that mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. I guess in in the other sense, though, you probably do most of your own marketing materials. I mean, like your site is so well yes, put together. That part, really come in. <laughs> <laughs> that part has most came in handy for sure. Um, right. Designing all my own marketing materials and branding and all that. Yeah. Right. And then also coming up with your own personal work and your tests, you know, test shooting and stuff is probably a, a little bit easier. 
Yeah, I think the process was a little like, we're like, oh, I'm going to make a move board for my own shoot. Like, that part, yeah, was felt more um, kind of natural. Mm -hmm. And when did you decide to, I saw you were with an agency. Um, when did that happen for you? Um, I guess a couple of years and it was very organic. I wasn't looking for one. Um, and she was someone I already knew and somehow we reconnected and she asked about what I was working on and we just had a conversation and she was previously an art buyer who was moving into like on the, you know, starting your own agency. So at the time, like we both really aligned and I joined her roster. We've since part of ways, like even though we're super, you know, I still love her and um, I have a different agent now, um, but yeah. Good. Um, can you talk a little bit about your type of photography? I mean, as I mentioned in the intro, when I look through your images, um, you have this amazing sense of California aesthetic, which it sounds like you are a Californian, right? Um, I am, but I was actually <laughs> born in Malaysia. Ah. And we moved here when I was to the Bay Area when I was nine. And then I moved to LA after for college. So right. been a little bit around. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. And I think besides it feeling sort of California, obviously in the light, because you do shoot mostly probably in California, um, there's a sense of nostalgia to the images too. Is that something that's intentional or that you're trying to evoke with your stories? I'm definitely trying to evoke emotion. Um, it's interesting because I don't, Nostalgia is not something I kind of associate with it, but I love that kind of idea of that. And to me, it's, yeah, trying to evoke some sort of emotion. And, you know, I do, in the last couple of years, I've kind of gotten a little more precise with the way I edit my work and the light and the tones that I want to bring out and trying to keep the body, you know, a consistent kind of thread throughout the body of work so maybe that contributes to that yeah yeah I think it's very consistent um yeah. and with the travel can you just talk a little bit more like what types of clients are you doing mostly editorial are you doing advertising in, in between there with travel um I've been doing way more of editorial than advertising I am you know I've slowly been trying to move more into doing more advertising travel work but for the last couple of years I'd say the bulk of it has been a lot of editorial like a lot of like the in-flight magazines um and also you know the travel magazines and you know since LA is also a big travel destination I shoot a lot of LA stories for other magazines that you know when they do it an LA story as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah cool and what can you um what can you tell us about that experience and how was it easy for you to break into that magazine world? Like what kind of tips would you give to someone who is looking to do more magazine work or travel work in particular? It's always that catch 22, right? You got to have the work to get the work. Right. And because I grew up in Malaysia, um, we still, you know, I have a lot of family there and we go back pretty often and 
once I kind of had that clarity, I kind of was more intentional about what I shot whenever I was kind of on that other side of the world. And, you know, we'd see family and do all that stuff. And then I would kind of make a little bit of a side trip to go shoot something, a different place. And, you know, have, be a little more intentional what I shot and the type of work I wanted to get out of that. So, yeah, I shot my personal travels for a little bit and started putting it in these, um, creating like kind of promos that I thought would resonate. And for me, I really wanted, I love magazines and I love, you know, narrative storytelling and mixing up text and image and all of that. So I would just put my stories in these um, little promo magazine formats like you know in the last couple years I was doing these like newsprint pieces um mm -hmm. and early on I think I was like really trying to get attention <laughs> so I made this box of um I called it like a virtual retreat sort of thing and I put like a little tea in there like a little promo book of my kind of images and a couple other things that I think something like that smelled I think it was like a lavender something or other that smelled good <laughs> I only did like 15 at least because it was very um labor intensive but I think that got some attention um and I just kind of kept trying things and iterated and you know there was never like one big thing that really kind of but it was more like a series of little things and like being consistent and I knew who I wanted to target and all of that so yeah I guess yeah. making your own work and just trying to tell a story with it and sending it to the people you want to see it yeah yeah and being consistent yeah. I think that's I think that's one of the things that a lot of photographers struggle with is being true to themselves and to their what their aesthetic is and their brand and it's so important when there's so much imagery out there right now that you know what's going to make you stand apart from the others yeah and I think the consistency thing is like I think, you know, there's that old ad saying, like, people need to see your thing, like, three times at least to even start knowing who you're <laughs> Right. So I think it's that continuing to send stuff, even if no one replies to you at first. Yes. I think, I can't remember where I, I think it was at the Palm Springs Photo Festival. I went to some workshop and someone asked, like, how many times should I email you? You know, like, how many times until you're going to, respond to my email you know and it's more and I remember I think the answer was like email me seven times or you know they were very specific but you were like seven times I mean to me that felt like I was stalking them at that point but it's true I mean you sort of have to it's right on that cusp of uncomfortableness where you send that fifth email and somebody finally writes you back yes yes totally <laughs> um so obviously, being that we're about focus on women, um, can you share any experiences of being a female photographer? Have you had any either challenges or experiences that you could share with what that, what that feels like? Or um, have you ever been on a set where you are the only female on set? I think that recently, everything has really shifted towards women in the sense that, um, you know, there's a lot more awareness and brands are wanting to be more inclusive and, you know, show diversity. And with social media, it's they have to almost be a lot more transparent about that. So 
recently I was work I worked on a video series um, where the two clients were you know these two powerhouse women companies and the production company you know realized that and they hired an all-female like all-female keys on on the shoot like the director the DP also actually brought on us the photographer and the art director but wow. we were all three women and running the set and you know some people on the set like commented how great that was because it was really aligned to the story they were telling yeah so that's awesome I think there's a lot of that more of that happening now mm-hmm. or I think yeah brands are wanting to you know have this as part of their brand story they have to kind of live up to that right right that's nice just to hear that um so now look when you look back or maybe even when you're looking ahead but when you look but let's look back first do you now remember maybe at a younger time that this is what you should have been doing the whole time like that you had yeah. always wanted to be a photographer definitely you know I actually think about that a lot and I sometimes I'm like oh why didn't I get there sooner or why wasn't I clear because I you know read a lot of stories and I I'm always like you know I see these kind of super talented people and they kind of knew what they wanted and three years they're like there and so I think about that a lot but it's I you know I try not to dwell on that and just be grateful that everything that I have done has been a part of who I am now. So, yeah. Yeah. And what do you, what would you say keeps you inspired? I mean, it's for inspiration, I think, I mean, the obvious answer is travel, even though we can't sure. do a lot of that right now. Um, for me, travel is a big part of inspiration and you know, even before I shot travel, that was a big part of what I did. You know, I backpacked by myself around for a while. Um, and just finding ways that people are telling, there's finding ways people are telling our stories, whether it's, you know, through food and through experiences. And ultimately, wherever you go around the world, they're so similar, even though the cultures are so different. And when you find people telling their story in a really interesting way for me, like that's really exciting. You know, when the chef takes the local cuisine and finds this new way of like up-leveling and like bringing people to experience it together. Like that to me is like stuff like that is so inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, uh, during this quarantine shelter in place, I've been watching a ton of Netflix as a lot of people have been, but I've been really into, um, David Chang's ugly delicious. Uh, Those stories are awesome. Yeah, I saw the pizza episode and it was really good. Yeah, and then he did the one I loved, um, and I don't even eat, I'm a vegetarian, but he did one on fried chicken that was fascinating. And I'm so hungry after that one if I watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you gotta watch it. Um, So, anyway, um, what else would you say? Or I guess let's just shift a little bit into the current situation because that's what's on everyone's mind right now and being in shelter in place going on seven weeks. Um, And also being in LA where I'm sure more than the Bay Area, you know, both motion and still has come to a standstill. Um, How are you staying 
you know, how are you keeping your creativity going? And what are you, you know, what are you planning on what your future looks like to come back? I've been thinking about this a lot and I've been for a while wanting to, you know, shift more back into motion, which is funny because that's how I kind of, it's like weird full circle sort of thing happening. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been thinking about ways to do that, do that and what I'd want to shoot once things resume or how I want to continue building out my reel. And in the meantime, I'm actually kind of spending some time back in premiere and after effects and of doing these little short mix of pieces of like how I want to combine my some footage that I shot in between travels and the stills and kind of playing around with that in the meantime just sharpening those skills um I've been listening to a lot of you know industry webinars and you know everyone's saying that they want someone who can do a lot of things and so I'm kind of sharpening these other peripheral skills to be able to offer that yeah um, but yeah, really thinking a lot about motion and how to kind of move forward in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would think that, again, that art directing type of background is a bonus if the art directors can't possibly be on set with you at the same time, you know? Yeah. I think the really helpful thing about that background is I'm really, um, it's taught me a lot as far as like communication and pre-pro and, you know, I'm pretty when I do get to, you know, bid on stuff or do the treatment, I'm very kind of thorough as far as how I present the idea. And, and I think that helps a lot of clients, like kind of, because it's clear. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that part helps a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, and lastly, let's just talk about, um, any, again, I think I've asked this before, but, um, what would you suggest to the younger generation of photographers who are, you know, might be a little panicked or, you know, have I chosen the right thing? You know, how do they stay, how do they stay in it um, in a way that that's going to be sustainable for them to go forward? I think that, I mean, overall, I think being a creative professional um, can be really tough because you're putting so much of yourself into your work that when you're not getting the response you want, it can feel really personal. So for me, I feel like what has helped me was, um, I think if you stay being able, just being grounded in something other than work, um, you know, whether it's a relationship, a community, a sport, um, family, where, you know, you have that and you're a little bit more free to do the work that you want to do because you realize that that isn't defining you, that, you know, if you don't get the job, if you don't get the email back, that it's not really about you. It's, it's less personal that way. And you can then do the work you really want and feel more truthful and authentic if you're grounded in something. And to me, I think that's, whether there's a quarantine or not, I think to me that's the sustainable way to move forward. I like that. I think that's a good piece of advice. Um, well, gosh, thank you again, Natasha, for coming with us. Will you um, remind us how people can find you and see your work? Um, sure. My website is bynatasha.net and my Instagram handle is talk to Natasha, which is something I've been wanting to change, but I never did, so it's stuck. <laughs> 
I liked it. Talk to Natasha is what your Instagram <laughs> handle is. Yeah. How did you come up with that? Well, my last name is Lee, which, you know, is a pretty common last name. And so that was really not available. And that's kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, for now, it's a talk to Natasha. <laughs> Until otherwise. <laughs> Until otherwise. Um, and thanks to everyone for tuning in. Please remember to check out our website at focusonwomen.org, as well as subscribe to hear more episodes on iTunes and Spotify. Leave us a review, invite your friends, please stay safe and keep your creative juices flowing. What better way to promote women creatives than by sharing your work? Focus on Women is hosting an Instagram takeover. Share your work, show off your process and connect with a new audience. Head to focusonwomen.org to sign up today.